0: Dr. R.J. Rushduni, R. 130Z4T8, Dietary Laws, Sixth Commandment, Deuteronomy, Doid 14, verses 1-21. Deuteronomy 14, 1-21, Dietary Rules. Ye are the children of the Lord your God. Ye shall not cut yourselves nor make any faultless between your eyes for the dead. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. And the Lord hath chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself above all the nations that are upon the earth. Thou shalt not eat any abominable thing. These are the beasts which he shall eat, the ox, the sheep, and the goats. The hart and the roebuck and the fallow deer and the wild goat and the pygarg and the wild ox and the chamois and every beast that parteth the hoof and cleaveth the cleft into two cloths and cheweth the cud among the beasts, that shall ye eat. Nevertheless, these ye shall not eat of them that chew the cud or of them that divide the cloven hoof, as the camel and the hare. And the coney, for they chew the cud, but divide not the hoof; Therefore they are unclean unto you. And the swine, because it divideth the hoof yet cheweth not the cud, it is unclean unto you. Ye shall not eat of their flesh, nor touch their dead carcass. These ye, ye shall eat of that are in the waters; All that have fins and scales shall ye eat. And whatsoever hath not fins and scales, ye may not eat. It is unclean unto you. Of all clean birds he shall eat, but these are they of which he shall not eat. The eagle, and the osprey and the osprey, and the gleed, and the kite, and the vulture after his kind, and every raven after his kind, and the owl, and the night hawk and the cuckoo, and the hawk after his kind, the little owl, and the great owl, and the swan, and the pelican, and the gear, eagle, and the cormorant and the stork, and the heron after her kind, and the lapwing, and the bat. And every creeping thing that flieth is unclean unto you, they shall not be eaten, but of all clean fowls ye may eat. Ye shall not eat of anything that dieth of itself. Thou shalt give it unto the stranger that is in thy gates that he may eat it, or thou mayest sell it unto an alien, for thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not see the kid in his mother's milk. Eating and drinking together with every other aspect of life is regulated by biblical law. The laws of diet, or the kosher laws, are generally well known. But here is elsewhere, man sees God's rules as a frustration and a hindrance to life rather than as a principle of life, a means of blessing and furthering life. In scripture, the purpose of eating and drinking is not ascetic. That is, it has health in mind, but not health alone. It is a part of our enjoyment of life. As a result, the ascetic definitely is not scriptural. In fact, one might say, to take the Middle Ages, when the fat, jolly monk was regarded as somehow irreligious, and the lean ascetic monk was regarded as holy the bible perhaps would tend to say it should have been if anything the other way around because the biblical principle is of course health but also the enjoyment of life as solomon declared every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor it is the gift of god And as St. Paul added, every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Thus food is given not only for the sustenance of man, but also for his enjoyment with temperance. Now it is often stated that before the flood, according to Genesis 1, verses 29 and 30, permission to eat non-carnivorous foods Vegetables was alone given and that in Genesis 9-3 the permission to eat meat was given. However, we are not given grounds enough to be sure that meat eating started only after the flood because there are references before the flood to clean and unclean animals and we do know that cattle raising was a part of the life. So apparently the division into good meats and unclean meats had already been made by God directly to his people. Very definitely in the New Testament it is stated that it is the mark of seducing spirits and the doctrine of devils. Uh, that is, the teaching forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Religious vegetarianism is thus very sharply condemned by scripture. If a man wants to practice it, he does so then only on purely personal grounds. Scripture gives him No ground for doing it religiously. Now the laws of diet, as they were given by Moses, appear in a number of passages. The one we read, Deuteronomy 14, 1 through 21, and especially Leviticus 11, as well as other passages. These passages are sometimes a little difficult to follow because so many of the names of animals are unfamiliar to us or the names have changed and some of the animals have disappeared and some we simply do not know what the name refers to and the English translators gave guesses at a number of points however The general principles are clear-cut. Certain principles are given here. First, Mm -hmm. let us examine what Moses, under God, taught concerning diet, and then, having analyzed his principles, let us see what our relationship to them is today. How valid are these for us now? Before we analyze these general rules that appear in the law, it is well to point out that these are basically the laws of diet to which you adhere today, with minor exceptions. In other words, in every Christian country, the diet today has been changed to conform with exceptions to the mosaic regulation, we no longer eat the kind of thing that was once commonplace in europe in america and elsewhere in pre-christian times for example and this is still true today among certain western american tribes puppies are a great favorite and it is well to keep your puppies indoor after dark if you are among certain Indians or the puppy will wind up in the pot. And we could go on and cite a variety of animals which are the choicest parts of the diet of many peoples which to us would be a revolting thing to eat. Now, first of all, the eating of blood is forbidden throughout Scripture. The animal on being butchered must be bled. And this particular rule was restated in Acts 15:20. So we have this very clearly in both Testaments. Second, any animal that dies of itself is ruled out as a part of the diet. In other words, it must be butchered. Again, this goes sharply against the diet of many peoples. In some parts of the world in the past and to this day, a dead animal is preferred because they believe the meat has gotten riper and as a result tastier, and it is very highly regarded. Now the law, as we saw in the 21st verse, says that such meat if a cow dies can be given to the aliens who are within the land or sold to others in other words as long as it is sold for what it is a dead animal there is no point in trying to regulate the diet of unbelievers who will not agree with your principles so that it can be sold to them third Animal fats are forbidden. This does not mean every little bit of fat that is a part of a piece of steak or anything, but the large segments of fat when there is butchering have to be trimmed away. There is no ban on vegetable fats. Here we can add that medical science has tended to confirm this ban on animal facts. Four, with respect to animals and birds, and in most cases with fish also, the scavenger food animals are forbidden food. Any animal that is a scavenger is forbidden and as a result shellfish are on the list of the foods that are proscribed because the shellfish are scavengers catfish again are banned in that they are a scavenger fish the only partial exception here you might say is the carp which because it had fin and scales was not in the list of forbidden uh, fish, and it is not as clearly a scavenger fish as some of the others, such as the catfish. Fifth, carnivorous animals, beasts of prey, the lion, the dog, and the like, are very clearly forbidden. The pig, by the way, is also forbidden among the scavenger animals. And this is the most conspicuous exception, together with the shellfish, from the modern diet, almost the only points at which our diet and the Mosaic laws part company. Six herbivorous animals are clearly allowed, that is, grass-eating animals unless they neither chew the cud nor divide the hoof. The horse, as a result, is banned as well as the pig. And the horse was once the staple in the European diet in pre-Christian times. The only area where it has remained, of course, is France. Grain-feeding birds, thus, are the permitted birds, but the uh, carnivorous birds the birds of prey are banned seventh all the insects except those of the locust family are prohibited and the locust family was permitted but of course it was not prized it was survival fair and it was eaten in times of famine and in times of great difficulty eighth there is no legislation with respect to fruits grains eggs and vegetables these are all permitted and taste and the practicality of growing them are thus the only criteria ninth we have to point out furthermore that although there are very obvious rules of health apparent here the primary principle is religious of which the aesthetic and hygienic aspects are simply a part the terms that are used in the law are clean and unclean and other foods that are not clean are termed abomination religious and moral purity are clearly in mind here and Physical purity is a part of this broader classification. Tenth, not only are dead animals forbidden, but the flesh of animals torn by wild beasts, in Exodus 22 and uh, 31. Such an animal could not then be butchered. For example, if a wolf or a bear attacked a cow, that animal could not be butchered if it recovered and went back into the herd well and good if it died it had to be fed to the dogs dead and wounded animals again could be sold to pagans 11 we must add then that another category of forbidden foods with all foods and liquids remaining in uncovered vessels in the tent or room of a dying or a dead man where there would be contagion. Again, the health aspect is clearly in mind here. This appears in Numbers 19, verses 14 and 15. Then, with regard to drink, temperance is the rule. And wine was a part of the legitimate offering to God in Numbers 15, verses 5, 7, and 10. There are many warnings in Scripture against intemperance, but we have also the counsel to Timothy by St. Paul to avoid abstaining from wine and to take a little wine for the sake of thy stomach and for thy oft infirmities now the question, having surveyed these laws of diet, recognizing that by and large they are the laws of diet that have molded our eating habits, with the exception of pork and shellfish as the major exception, to what extent are these dietary laws still valid for us? At this point, there are many who say they have no validity and that Act 10, Peter's vision, is our ground for the abolition of these laws. But the vision did not counsel St. Peter to eat pork or to eat dogs, cats, or the like, but to receive Gentiles whom he had up till that point as a result of the Pharisee teaching of the day regarded as unclean as, say, a pig. <clears throat> what God hath planned, that call not thou common. And God was saying, I am cleansing the Gentiles who are coming to you. And Peter saw this as the meaning of it. And he said, Ye know that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come unto one of another nation. But God hath showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. In other words, there is no reference in this chapter to diet. The vision had reference to the fact that as against the Pharisaic designation of all other people is unclean. God said that he should call no man common or unclean. However, in Colossians 2, verses 16 and 17, we do have a declaration concerning diet. St. Paul says, Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of an holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. We saw a few months ago the significance of this in relationship to the laws of the Sabbath. We are no longer under Sabbath law. The Sabbath is a principle of life for us, which affects the totality of our life. We rest in Christ. He is our Sabbath. He is our feast. Now, as a rule, we follow the counsel, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. But at this point, the old Sabbath laws are no longer a matter of civil or ecclesiastical law. They are a rule of faith a principle of life but not of legislation this is also true therefore on the same premises for the laws of diet they are now dietary rules not laws what does this mean well when we go to the New Testament we find very obviously what it meant how Were they going to live in a Gentile world and meet with Gentiles and seek their conversion if they could not eat with them or had to regard them in terms of the Pharisaic regulations as unclean? And our Lord makes it clear, speaking through St. Paul, what the purpose of these laws are. They are not to prohibit intercourse with other people. They are not to prohibit any kind of friendly relations with others. So that, for example, when Peter was with Gentiles, he ate their food. He ate pork when it was served. He ate any kind of food they served because he was there not to teach them the rules of diet, to, but but to bring Christ to them. Now, when the Judaizers came and criticized Peter for this, he promptly withdrew from these Gentiles. And St. Paul tells us in Galatians 2, 9 through 15, that he rebuked Peter to his face for this withdra- withdrawal. The Judaizers had followed the Pharisees in making the laws of diet central to salvation. They never had this purpose. Their purpose was to instruct the people of God in the basic principles of health as God ordained them. So that... The Pauline Principle was sound. In essence, you follow the Mosaic Regulation. But you do not say, I will never touch these foods, and you eat whatever food is set before you because you do not make this the line of division. It is simply a a guide, a rule of health even as we have not dropped the Sabbath but have dropped the old Judaic attitude regarding Sabbath laws so we have not discarded the laws of diet we in essence observe them but we do not feel that we have sinned if we eat anything that is proscribed these are thus rules of diet principles of health, guidelines for the people of God but not to be the line of separation between the people of God and the world the line of separation the dividing mark must be Jesus Christ thus Israel misused these laws and made it its principle of separation its principle as it were of salvation and against this saint paul had to speak out it was not the diet of israel nor the sabbath of israel but constituted their principle of separation was the grace of god unto salvation and so it must be with us thus Understood in these terms, these rules of diet still have validity for us in that they do disclose the wisdom of God concerning our daily life. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we give thanks unto thee for thy word. Give us ever grace, our Father, to understand that thy word speaks unto us for our salvation, for our sanctification, for our health, our welfare, our joy, and our prosperity in thee. Teach us so to study thy law and to delight in it, to obey it, and day by day to seek in all things first thy kingdom and thy righteousness knowing that all things will be added unto us who magnify thee and thy sovereignty bless us in Jesus name Amen Are there any questions now first of all with respect to our lesson Yes No, it does not, because it has reference to the bleeding of an animal in the process of butchering it just as not all the blood will be out and there is no uh, prescription of the res- residual blood so there is no prescription of the residual fat but to eat well as the Eskimos do blubber to make that an important part of the diet is one thing and to eat blood or to drink it as many people did and to regard this as essential or to feel that the Animals should never be bled, but only strangled. Is altogether a different matter. Yes. I
1: can understand where you might agree with the difference with others because of the idea of using the rights and and eat their food. But I cannot understand when I was reading your writings. Mm-hmm. When I, I read this book. I uh, I was never able to understand why, if the Lord said it was not true for my body, how I could possibly listen to someone else and sell it, something that I believe the Lord was was taking away from me through the law because it
0: was not healthy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, why then can you sell or give dead meat or torn meat, wounded by animals, to others? Well, the answer to that is, you're not selling them poison. You are selling them something from which, uh, which from your point of view, is not uh, the best for your health, uh, let alone aesthetically desirable, but it may be good to them. So that it's simply recognizing you cannot legislate the lives of every man. So there's no point if to them it is something desirable uh forbidding them from having it so you give it to them or you sell it to them. this is not immoral you're not selling it under false pretenses if you were to sell it as uh freshly killed meat that would be dishonest In
1: I would not eat it. Am I supposed to know that the law of Christ should prevail over all things? They should not eat
0: it. Well, they would know it if you were an ancient Israel that you would never touch such food. Today, of course, we have passed rules uh, requiring that all such meat be not sold. So that we have, in a sense, done today what uh, you have uh, indicated you would like to do. In other words, dead meat today cannot be sold. It's illegal. Sure the what?
1: Sure the the people no, no. I'm
0: speaking of animals that die. Yeah. No. There is where the law today does not prohibit you. There is no harm in selling anything to people who know what they're buying. You cannot try to legislate the lives of every man who is mean, outside the faith. I don't
1: care about the law of, of legislative law, executive law. I care
0: about the law of God. Well, the law of God says you can sell it to them. So. Are you going to say, I I have a holier standard than God does? No, no, because your message to the unbeliever is not the laws of diet, but the grace of God. And you see, this was the mistake of Israel. They made the laws of diet their uh, missionary point, as it were rather than the grace of God. So they were trying to convert people to their way of eating and to their way of dressing and their way of living rather than to God. So if you were to try to persuade people that that they should live in terms of your diet, you're putting the uh, wrong things first. In other words, it cannot be that important to us. This is a part of God's rule but it is not to take the place of first things, so that we are not given any ground today to go around criticizing people for their diet, Christian or non-Christian. Here it is. It's a principle of operation. God has given it to us for our health, but we judge them in terms of Christ. So this is why the uh, statement of St. Paul in Colossians, to prevent the church from doing what it once did and of course you do find churches which uh, seem to feel that the ground of being a christian is how you observe the sabbath regulations that they have set up and i know of churches that will say that uh, more than so many dry miles of driving on sunday even if you're going to church is wrong because then you're laboring on the sabbath I, and i know of a case about fifteen twenty years ago where they uh, debated for months on end. This man, there was no church in his area. He lived, lived far out in a rural community, and the only way he could go to a church where the Word of God was faithfully preached was to drive 60 miles, 120 miles of driving in a day. And so, uh, they debated endlessly and couldn't decide whether he was sinning, they kind of thought he was, or whether he was not sinning, and they didn't want to say he wasn't. So they left the poor man feeling, well, maybe he was a sinner, uh, but they just didn't quite want to say so. Now, that is wicked, you see. That is wicked. And that's why Colossians speaks out against it. The Church has no right trying to legislate in this area. Christ is the principle. And that's why uh this is given as a principle for us, a kind of rule to follow, not a law, whereby we can say, Oh, you're not uh following these, you're a sinner. No. That is not uh Christian. Yes. Uh concerning these animals which are busy because they're not everything, uh what
1: about the animals that are
0: today being dead? That are what? which oh, my yes but they are still forbidden in terms of the classification you see uh, it has to divide the cut uh, the the uh pulse and uh chew the cud so it still falls under uh band there and
1: uh, with that
0: division you see and then I said the pig and the uh, horse were still not able to qualify the Buffalo incidentally is one of those listed as uh, uh, legitimate Elsewhere, yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I'm not, yes, I'm not competent to go into that, but I suspect that we will progressively find sound medical grounds behind these things. And I know I've seen one person whose uh, diet was given to him uh, in terms of uh, coronary situation, and uh, it excluded, of course, fat, animal fat, it excluded pork, it excluded shellfish, a number of things. So uh, here was the case of a man with a coronary, and the diet list he was given by a heart specialist pretty well followed the Mosaic Regulation. I don't know why, but... uh, Apparently there are reasons here that God knows and knew. Yes. In geography one of the key
1: factors is that you're six days from the ocean. The
0: shellfish
1: is going to spoil. The other fish could be dried and cured in could travel compartment before refrigeration.
0: No, because they were on the shores of the Mediterranean. But they still didn't have refrigeration. It on where you live. Many hours, days, weeks. No, I don't think that was the purpose, or else God would have said, eat it within uh, a few hours. And in those days, you butchered meat and you ate it immediately, because unless you salted it down, which you did, uh, you usually killed to eat immediately. Well,
1: I'm thinking in some areas of
0: true they do build up an immunity but they do not have they pay a price for it they do not have the health you do yes yes very good that is the central point the healthy or unhealthy is clearly in perspective it's obvious that it is a part of of the principle but the basic principle is religious it has uh, religious words used clean and unclean it has reference to holiness and the reason is ye are the children of the lord your god for thou art a holy people unto the lord thy god therefore these are the rules of health Well, our time is just about up, but there are a couple of things I'd like to share with you. I was uh, in New York all of this last week, and I was interested in this very brief editorial in the Daily News for Friday, April 18, just a couple of sentences. Tale of Two Tours. City Council President Francis X. Smith is powerfully convinced that there are 25,000 able-bodied reliefers whom the city should be striving to prod into paying jobs. Now, I don't know how he gets that figure because uh, there are a total of almost a million on welfare in New York. So that's perhaps 25,000 he knows of. To continue, on Wednesday, Mr. Smith took reporters on two tours. One, through 23 employment agencies, where next to nobody was seen seeking a job, and two, through the welfare center, just one welfare center, which was swarming with persons applying for relief. You take it from there, which I think puts it very, very uh, ably. One of the things, incidentally, that was most startling to me in New York City... I was there last April, of course, again, was the extent to which in a year the city has deteriorated with respect to law and order. The amount of deterioration was really alarming. And it is to the point where people are uh, aware that it's going downhill, and yet since it happens, gradually they adjust to it but on Thursday night when I went to dinner at the home of a friend who is a Russian nobleman in a very lovely apartment in one of the best areas uh, when the cab driver left me off at the apartment he told me he said when you leave I had been chatting with him, and he knew I was from out of town. He said, when you leave, don't walk out. You stay inside the doorway and send the doorman out to flag the cab for you. He said, don't walk out and wait with him. And only when the cab pulls up in front of the awning, go out and get in it when the door has been opened. Now, this is the way life is there. This is all a part of the blessings of the great society and the marvelous security it is providing for us from cradle to grave. It certainly has made it easier for us to get to the grave in a hurry if we're not careful. I have a poster here by way of conclusion that I'd like to share with you, an old poster about government security. I don't know whether you can see it. Join the 7th Cavalry today. See Montana with Custer. Excellent pension plan. And with that, we are adjourned. Authorized by the Calcedon Foundation. Archived by the Mount Olive Tape Library. Digitized by ChristRules.com.